Reader question, sleep apnea and weight. This is the Weight and Healthcare Newsletter podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and or sharing at weightandhealthcare.com. Reader Marcel sent me the following question. I just got diagnosed with sleep apnea. My doctor told me that if I could just lose 5 to 10% of my body weight, it would go away. I've yo-yo dieted all my life and sometimes got to 5% lost before it came back, but never even got to 10%, and most times I ended up heavier than when I started. I'm nervous to try again, but sleep apnea is really scary. Okay, let's dig into this. There are a lot of things that can contribute to obstructive sleep apnea, or OSA, including everything from enlarged tonsils to hereditary structural issues to heart issues and more. It's possible that someone's size and or the way that their adipose tissue is distributed could contribute to OSA, but it's complicated, in part because sleep apnea is known to induce weight gain. So when they say X percent of people who have sleep apnea are fat, we don't know to what extent it may be a chicken and egg situation. It can also be a function of the number of fat people who exist. For example, and I'm using made up numbers for this, the statistic might say, Being fat is a risk factor because 60% of people with sleep apnea in the U.S. are fat. However, if 70% of people in the U.S. are fat and only 60% of people with sleep apnea are fat, then fat people are actually underrepresented. Incidentally, I've seen a lot of this mistake happening with COVID numbers. It's also important to understand that even if someone's sleep apnea is caused by weight or adipose tissue distribution or body size in general, for example... Bodybuilders have also been shown to be at higher risk with associations to both their BMI and their neck circumference. That still doesn't mean that weight loss is an appropriate treatment. For that to be true, weight loss would have to meet the requirements of an ethical evidence-based intervention. Given that it fails the vast majority of the time and has the opposite of the intended effect up to 66% of the time, it doesn't qualify. While there is some short-term research that shows a decrease in OSA symptoms or severity with weight loss, those studies don't capture the likely long-term weight regain, nor do they separate the impact of the behavior changes that people make from the impact of weight loss. In research around other health issues, it's been found that it's likely the behavior changes, not the weight loss, that create the health impacts. There are studies that find that, for example, physical activity has been found to have a 32% reduction in the AHI, a reduction of 6.27 events per hour, and a 28% reduction in daytime sleepiness, as well as a 5.8% increase in sleep efficiency and a 17.65% increase in VO2 peak, having found no significant reduction in the BMI. This is in the role of physical exercise in obstructive sleep apnea, D'Andrade, 2016. This is consistent with other research about movement and health. Of course, this isn't a deep dive into the research. I just want to make the point that when people claim that the research shows that weight causes OSA and weight loss solves it, they are not stating anything resembling a proven fact. Moving on to Marcel's doctor's claim that losing 5 to 10% of body weight will make the sleep apnea go away. There are people of all weights with and without sleep apnea, so suggesting that losing a specific amount of weight will help is based on some questionable logic and math. For example, a 300-pound person has sleep apnea and is told that losing just 5 to 10%, thus weighing 270 to 285 pounds, will make it go away. But if someone who weighs 270 to 285 pounds has sleep apnea, they are told that losing 5 to 10% of their weight will make it go away. Then a 200-pound person who has sleep apnea, even though they are 100 pounds lighter than the original person, will be told that losing 5 to 10% of their weight will make it go away. 
Also, remember that up to 66% of the time, weight loss ultimately ends up in weight regain. So if a 300-pound person has sleep apnea and tries to lose 5 to 10% of their body weight, but then regains to 315 or 320, they will be told that they should lose 5 to 10% of their body weight to make their sleep apnea go away which would put them back at their original 300 pounds. This is not scientific. Essentially, whatever weight or BMI a healthcare practitioner says someone should achieve in order to help their apnea, there are already plenty of people at that weight or BMI who have sleep apnea, and that's before we point out that significant long-term weight loss fails for the vast majority of people, and that weight loss isn't an ethical evidence-based treatment for anything. If you're dealing with OSA, there's a Hayes Health Sheet with weight neutral options. That's H-A-E-S healthsheets.com. Did you find this post helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and podcast and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.